Oh, man, that's irritating. It sure is. <laughs> Say something. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> We're back with another hour of Backstreet I am Sports. Off. I'll get to that. <laughs> I'll be the one. Wow. We're just going to have... We're just gonna have a great big world in the background. Hey, Chris, it's a beautiful sunny day, oh, and beautiful, and like one of the best days we've had oh, for, for sure. a very long time. And you're coming in starting like this, starting like what? This? Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Um, oh, by the way, uh, the whole crew's here. We got T to my right. This What's is exciting. Up? I always love having you, T. Tanner. What's oh, up? Oh, just a smile that can make anyone smile. <laughs> <laughs> and then Max Gretzula. The just the Roman Reigns of the group. That's right. I, I call back to one of our earlier. It was not. He's power bombing people through tables. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. First off, what the hell are you doing, Daenerys? You need to calm down. Have a tea. Take a deep breath. Take a walk. Just calm down. All right. You better lose all the allegiance of your Dothraki and your and your unsullied. Max is the only one who's understanding anything. Are you I'm all saying. caught up on that? I am all yeah, caught up. That's impressive, I am, man. I am all caught up on Game of Thrones, and I am so mad at Daenerys. What are you doing? You need to calm down. Ugh. Yeah, but you saw you saw her look at Cersei, man. I, with on top of the dragons, she was like, you know what? I'm just gonna burn this whole city. No, I'm mad at that too. The the way. Yo, wait a minute. Okay. On. Hey, okay. wait a minute. Hold is this on. a sports show or is this Game Hold of Thrones right. show? Hey, yeah, okay, <laughs> what? Would you rather talk about Kawhi Leonard's shot that came right out of a Disney movie? Um, or, I, no, I want to talk about things I'm pissed off about. I'm not just pissed off about Game of Thrones. Yeah. All right? You guys know what last night was? What? You guys know what last night was? No. What do you guess? It was, it was Max Muncy bobblehead night. At the Dodgers game last night. You know what? I, you know what? I was watching that game. I watched. I stayed I've, up for the end of it. I've made it, it known. I've made it known on this show before that I hate Max Muncy <laughs> for no reason at all. I'll admit that I'm crazy. I'm absolutely nuts. I hate Max Muncy. No reason. But the, yeah, okay, you want to know something great too? You want to know who bro- they brought out for the opening pitch? Not Bruce Willis. Oh yeah, I've no. seen that. That was horrible. They brought out his dad. Yes. They brought out Max Muncy's father. You want to know how many games of MLB experience Max Muncy's father has? The same amount as all four of us combined. <laughs> Absolute legend. Max Muncy's father gave birth to Max Muncy. Well, not him. Oh, and of course, you know, with it's it being stupid. bobblehead night, I mean, they have children, you know, showing off the bobblehead to the cameras and whatever. And blah, blah, blah. Adults, adults who have jobs and bills to pay and children are like, look at my bobblehead. I don't care. I don't care. Woo. Have you seen a bobblehead before? Good for you. Where did Max Muncy come from? He's going off on the bobblehead. I... You've never seen a bobblehead before? Come on. It's L.A. Go do something else. I'm not going to tolerate your crap today. Go to a Lakers game. Wait, sorry. LeBron didn't make the playoffs. Go do something else. Go down Hollywood Boulevard. You know, oh, just Dodgers management going down Hollywood Boulevard. Trip over someone. It's the Tom Brady thing again. Uh, was it a crack in the ground? Was it a shift in the pavement? No, it was Max Muncy. It's wearing me a custom Dodgers jersey with his own name on it with a baseball bat. If you want to play for the Dodgers... Yeah, I do. I hate you. I hate you, Max Muncy. <laughs> wow. I, uh, it, it, I swear, it's it's God is up there, just like <laughs> how can I make Chris mad this time? 
Another Patriots Super Bowl? Why not? Wow. Let's give, the, let's give the Red Sox another World Series. Bruins might go to the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> it's great. Oh, Chris, it's okay. I know I've been shoveling so much crap into your mouth, it's coming out your ears. I'll give you a Super Bowl. Eagles won a Super Bowl. Great. Oh, and don't forget that World Series I gave you forever 10 years ago. Jeez. And, be and of be course, grateful. Be and, grateful. And of course, oh yeah, two parades in 22 years of living. That's wonderful. <sighs> and of course, he teases me that one time with the Flyers, sends him to the Stanley Cup final just to lose to Patrick Kane. The most anticlimactic goal ever. I'm not over that, Michael Layton. What the hell, you piece of Swiss cheese? How do you let that through? It's stupid. Oh so, God. so what I'm trying to say is, I hope Daenerys dies, and I just want Jon Snow and Arya Stark to have happy endings. <laughs> well, Jeez. wow. There's not too many characters left to pick from, so I think one of those have to uh, end up on top in the end, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And I, I swear, if 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 her stupid Dothraki and her Unsullied are still on Daenerys' side, I'm going to merge through the TV screen and slap every single one of them with a leather glove hey. and then do it to Jon Snow because look at what she's doing. Hey, Tanner, where is this show going to? I don't know. I just got an update that said we should move it on to sports. <laughs> <laughs> you guys take the reins. I'm tired. <laughs> All right, people. <laughs> Let's talk about... Let's just... Rip the Band-Aid right off. Yeah, my The Sixers well. lost Game 7 to the Raptors a few nights ago. Did they? It still burns. It still hurts. Um, what do you guys think is going to be different come next season? Well, to be honest with you, I don't think we're going to resign Butler and Harris, both of them. I think we might resign Butler. But um, if it was for me personally, I want to I resign JJ as the sixth man, come off the bench. I don't think he's... Um, you know, I'm not that he can't start for certain teams, but on this team, I don't think he's a capable starter anymore. No, um, I think you definitely need to bring in um, not just pieces for the, for the bench depth, but I'm talking like legit guys that you can count on to give you like 10 to 15 minutes a night off the bench. Um, I think in the draft coming up, you got to look at a backup point guard um, behind Ben Simmons. That's more capable of playing, you know, solid minutes than TJ McConnell. I think you know the way the game is now, you're always going to need shooters. You know, there's a couple of sharpshooters late in the second round um, that are projected to go. I should say Kyle Guy, especially one of them from Virginia. Um, and I think you need a, you definitely need to look at a backup big man for Joel Embiid. Um, in fact, I might even take uh, a backup center at pick 24. You know, Bruno Fernando from Maryland would be my my hope. Um, he's got solid size. Um, he, he's a little raw talent wise, but he's got the body already to. Um, really run our offense kind of the way how we usually do. You know, when Embiid needs a break, um, he's athletic. He's not just a slow bobon out there. It's, can't get out to the top of the perimeter and guard. Um, so there's a lot to look at, a lot to resign. There's going to be a lot of free agents um, to choose from. I actually went through the list, and man, there's a lot of big names up there. So uh, it's going to be fun off season. Um, it sucks it had to end the way that it did, especially the shot that Kawhi hit. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. Um, the more I play it back, though, the more I'm, I'm thinking it's not as much luck as it is skill. I really think that shot had some type of skill to it. Just the way he shoots those low, like those line drives, and he he really shot a rainbow on that. And his his touch is so soft off of that rim. You know, it can go it can go anywhere. So um we we always look back on games like that and we say to ourselves, man, what could we have done better? But at the end of the day, tied ninety ninety and and that shot goes in, that's all you're gonna remember. You're not gonna remember at least most of us probably won't focus on the fact that we didn't even hit the rim on three straight possessions on our shots. Man, that's irritating. So, 
Um, just just a frustrating way to end the season. And B obviously didn't play, you know, what we to the to the level we expected in the whole series. Really, not just Game Seven. Obviously, he didn't have his best game in Game Seven, but him being sick and injured kind of sucked too. So hopefully next year we manage his load better in the early on in the season, and he's not playing like forty minutes a night. Um, and when the playoffs come, we'll be ready to roll. I do want to ask you guys this question though: with Ben Simmons, what do you guys want to do with him? Do you guys give him another year. Okay. No, no, give him another year. I've calmed down. I've, I'm much more relaxed than last week. Mm-hmm. You know, last week I, w- I went on just a just I just went off because I was just so irritated with Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I, Couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah you got to dive into off. it. What's the overall viewpoint on him? You know, we got a lot of rumors out there. Trade him? Do we trade him for LeBron straight up? Do we trade him to move First up higher off, in the draft? That rumor right there. No, absolutely not. I do not want LeBron James here. No, I not after what he's doing to the Lakers. Yeah, not after what he did to the Cavaliers. I just think the potential for, for Ben Simmons, like everybody's saying that Ben Simmons is kind of like the mini LeBron. You know, he'll get to that point when he's he, old. But he's only going to get to that point if he develops his game. If he right. you, you can't you can't just keep going into a season with the same skill set and there's no development. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going to relax. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait till next season comes around. I'm going to see if he develops. I'm going to see if he works on that jump shot. If he doesn't work on that jump shot, then I want him gone because obviously he's holding this team back. Well, that would be three straight years without any progression. Correct. You know, and so I need to see. I, agree with you. I need to see somewhat some some progression. Even if you don't, even if your jump shot is only 15 feet, and you, for the most part you drive to the basket and people hack you, I at least want to see your free throw percentage go up to at least 75%, 75 to 80%. That's respectable. That's expected out of you. I will give him the benefit of doubt on the free throw shooting. I think he's he's definitely improved from the foul line. Um, I think I think you got to give him another year. I mean, I I, uh, I was thinking about maybe Simmons in the pick 24 to move up the number like two to now, John Morant. Now, for my personal pick at number 24, um, the guy I was looking at, was the point guard out of Purdue. Carson Edwards. Yes. Him is what I, because you need scoring off the bench. That's the one number one thing that you need. You needed some sort of a facilitator off the bench, but you also needed a scoring guard. Mm-hmm. And he reminds me so much of Trey Young and the way he used to, you know, shoot that three. I mean, he was shooting from NBA three-point range. Oh, the, the, and especially in the NCAA tournament, yes. I mean, he went off against Virginia. They lost that game. Yes. But, I mean, man, he, he was, was he was crazy Purdue. Shots. He was the Purdue team. Yeah, and I lo- and I want to see that. Yeah, he's a little undersized at six feet tall, but you can get around that. Remember, he's only McConnell be- six what six two. I mean, right, it's not that big of a difference. Carson Edwards is a hell of a hell of a lot more talented than TJ McConnell is. Right, um, at pick twenty four, you know. The thing I'm, I'm reading a lot. That, uh, we got a couple of second round picks. They're saying we could trade them and move up back into the first round. I think I think we just stay put where we are. Take some guys. We need some depth on this team. We yes. need players. You know, you need to build up that bench. Only four guys under contract for next season as of right now. So I think you keep those second round picks. And there's talent. I'm looking at these drafts. There's this. Usually it's top heavy. You know, you got like the first seven or eight guys, and then there's a big drop off. Mm-hmm. It's pretty steady throughout. And there's a lot of talent. I think early in the second round that we can maybe uh, if we hit on them. I mean, obviously you can always find that diamond in the rough like Draymond Green in the second round, but. Hopefully, if we can hit on some of those second round picks, not to be a superstar, obviously, but just to give us uh, some, you know, depth off the bench. Right. Then um, I think we're we're in really good shape. I think we got if we even if we don't resign, I mean, I think we had in order to still contend. I think we need to resign one Tobias or Butler. I'm not saying resign both, 
Because no. if we don't, we then that frees up so much cap space to go out and sign like a Chris Middleton from Milwaukee or something like that. Your first priority should be to bring Jimmy Butler back. Oh, without a doubt, 100%. Um, Tobias, while he's an excellent talent, I think we can all agree with that. But his inconsistent play, which I don't think it helps also when I look back and I think about some of those games, they really didn't facilitate him in the offense. Like They basically told him to stand on the perimeter and shoot the three if you're open. I, I, honestly, I'd rather have more of a role player at the four spot. more, And, and, and not to say that I want a less talented player, but I feel like for an example, would be like Markeith Morris or Marcus Morris Sr. Right. Look at the Celtics. You know, they got Kyrie Irving. They got their superstar. They got, you know, their their second-hand guys like Jalen Brown, right. Jason Tatum. And then you look down further, they got their veteran presence with Al Horford. Marcus Smart comes off the bench. You know, no one's really looking at these guys like, oh, man, these guys are flashy. Like a, They right. got a Jimmy Butler on their team. They got a Tobias. But they're so well-rounded, which makes them so good every single year. So, that's what I hope we do in this draft. We can just get guys that are really well-rounded that can fit right into our system. And the thing with Tobias is, you know, he he also is a ball handler. Like, he can he can create his own shot with the ball. And mm-hmm. with the way this offense is built around Ben Simmons, that interferes, with, um, that interferes with Ben Simmons and his touches. And right now, the way this offense is built, and it's built around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Yeah. So right now, you don't need another ball handler. And you're absolutely correct. You need a role player. Mm-hmm. So your number one priority is to bring back Jimmy. Now, if Jimmy don't come back, then I would try to go for after Tobias. Mm-hmm. But that Jimmy ought to be your number one priority. Mm-hmm. Now, you were saying that you wanted to go into the draft and go after a backup center. I'm also looking at some of these lists of free agents, yeah. centers, and there's one name that pops out to me, one of the originators Who of the it? process, Nerlens Noel. Really? You need... You need somebody who's going to protect that paint. What was the one thing that happened when Joel Embiid came out of games? That paint was wide open. Boban couldn't defend the paint. So you know, I didn't really think about that, but I agree with you 100%. The only, thing, the only reason I didn't think about it was because Noel's game is a lot different than Joel Embiid's game. You know what I mean? When we try to get in that offense, um, you know, set up, especially when Embiid's off the floor, it's just so ball do- Like Butler's always so ball dominant. You know, the bigs never touch it. Um, partially because they're nowhere near as talented as Joel, but I agree with you. We can get somebody talented like Nerlens. Right. And again, as a bench guy, you know, he drafted sixth overall. Everybody was thinking this guy's going to be a stud defensively and right. be a starter in this league. Yeah, Obviously, he, didn't pan out that way. He's but. a stud defensively, but I, I don't. I wouldn't consider him a starter. But he is a mm-hmm. stud defensively. I mean, you yeah, can definitely. run some pick and roll off of him. He's excellent. You know, off lobs. Yeah. You know, and like I said, you you need that defense in the paint when Joel and B goes out. Definitely. Tanner got something to add. Um, going back to the draft for pick 24, I would say to get the Virginia guard. I've said this a few shows ago, Ty Jerome. Mm-hmm. Big fan so, of Ty Jerome, yeah. I think, I mean, we had we had a shooter like him, Landry Shamit, but we traded him away. So I think it would be great to have someone like him and maybe just take place of J.J. Redick if we don't get J.J. Redick back. Yeah, Ty Jerome. Now, Ty Jerome's a good shooter. Um, he's a point guard, so J.J. Redick's a shooting guard. Um but I definitely agree with you. I think Ty Jerome, one, because he's well-rounded, like I said earlier, but at the same time, he played multiple seasons at Virginia, and mm-hmm. he's NBA-ready. I think we, what we need now, we don't want to draft you know, one-year guys come out for freshmen. You know, exactly. Room. We're sick of doing that. You know, We've done that every single year. So I think if we can get NBA-ready guys, you know, guys that have been there two, three years, they got the NBA body. They got, you know, they're not like eight, they're babies. You know, they're not 18, 19 years old. We got guys that are 21, 22 years old. That helps us out a lot. And I think I mentioned that, um, you know, one of the shows where I personally, I've always leaned towards guys um, who were a little bit older. 
you know, going the opposite of where everybody else is going. You know, everybody else is want that, you know, 18, 19-year-old coming out of mm-hmm. the draft. But then you're going to have to wait four or five years for him to really right. grow into his body. I mm-hmm. mean, biologically speaking, you're still growing into your body till you're about 22, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. So you're still gaining that strength. Definitely. And, you know, you're still technically you're a baby. Yeah, Going and there, I mean, and there's exceptions to it. You know, Zion's a freak. You know, <laughs> John Moran. Again, these guys. We were talking at the top of this draft. These guys are Darius Garland from Vanderbilt. I know towards ACL, but he's up there. So there's exceptions to it, right? You know, but at the same time, when you when you start getting into the late late first round, early second round, you want to look for guys that have you know who are already ready and they're ready. To, you know, to groomed, they're ready to go. Plus the coaches and the way they play college factors into it too. Like Tony Bennett. I mean, the guy's a great coach. You know, you play for a great yeah. coach in college. They get you ready for the NBA. Coach Cal at Kentucky, obviously Coach K at Duke. I mean, those guys, those coaches, not to disrespect any other coaches, but those guys are just head and shoulders above the rest of the pack. Jay Wright from Villanova. You know, Eric Pascal will be there in the second round. He's an option to take. You know, you mentioned some of those guys. Um, and to be honest with you, that's the landscape of college basketball. You're not going to survive as a college basketball coach if you yeah. don't know how to coach guys as soon as they come out of high school. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that skill then I'm sorry, you're you're not fit for it. Yeah. Now I think Jay Wright is the definite exception because somehow, somehow he's able to convince his guys to stay throughout the program and they've developed, you know, excellently. You mm-hmm. know, look at Mikel Bridges after last year to Phoenix. I mean it, That the, draft they got Jalen Brunson in that draft too. Yep. This year they also have Phil Booth. I don't know if he'll get drafted, but man, he was a hell of a player this year for them. Um but going back to the game though, I think obviously that sits with you for a night or two, um, how the whole thing went down. But now, now, obviously, there's no looking back on it. I mean, let's be honest. Toronto was a better team in that series. It was. You know, they're they just, were. They're just a well, and then, like I said, they're just they're more well they're, they're more well rounded. You know, they they got guys come off the bench. Fred Van Fleet. I know he had the best series, but he hit some shots. You know, we don't have guys come off the bench that you know we can go to and say, okay, go get us a bucket. Fred, Fred Van Fleet, for example, he can come off the top screen, mm-hmm. the top of the key, and just hit that mid range jumper. You know, you don't look at it in the box score. Oh, he's got six points. But McConnell never plays. There's guys on the bench that contribute zero, you know. So I think looking into this offseason, it's just it's huge. It's probably our biggest offseason in a very long time, just because of the decisions we have to make: the draft, the resigning of of our stars, and also free agency with other free agents too. So the, all those things, I, I feel like there's been off seasons where okay, let's focus on free agency. Mm-hmm. We didn't have stars to resign. The draft, eh, okay, like whatever, whoever we get. But now. With the, with the amount of picks we had in the second round, that late first round pick, and then the stars we got to resign the free agency, I feel like man, Elton Brand's head's just going to be on a swivel. He's just going to—he's not going to get any sleep, man. He's going to be up uh, all night long trying to get more talent in here and trying to resign the stars. But hey, man, that, cr- that crown is heavy. That's what it con- That's what it takes yeah. to build a championship team. But you know, back to the game. I mean, yes, there were opportunities, you know, that were missed. To be honest with you, Kawhi Leonard was the only one that was really doing anything to us, and we didn't start heating up to the second half. But there's still one thing that disturbs me about that last shot. And it's not the simple fact that it doinked four times. Mm-hmm. I could care less about, mm-hmm. you know, the sport gods finally got us right. back for that doink, End you know, the Chicago Bears game. <laughs> I could care less about that. My beef was this. Okay, you knew Kawhi Leonard was getting the ball and Simmons guarded him. Now, why Simmons let him go and just let him be guard him, that is beyond my comprehension. Yeah. You should have trapped him. Both of y'all double team him. Why Simmons just decided to let him go is beyond my comprehension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying not to bash Simmons, but I'm sorry. No, I agree. I agree. I hear and exactly then, what you're saying. I and, mean, and then he only took what five shots that game? Uh, only five shots. Yeah. 
I mean, come on now. If you supposed yeah, he should. I mean, he came out really aggressive early on. Right, he, he did. He came out really aggressive. But I think he got in some foul trouble there. It kind of took away from his game. But at the end of the day, he's not your go-to offensive. No, weapon. he's not. No, he's not. He does but need I to need take you. more than five shots. I agree with you. He does need to take. He more needs than five to take shots. more than five shots. And because Embiid was sick the entire series, I need people who's going yeah. to step up other than Jimmy Butler. Yeah. We discussed that. I agree, Tanner. Go ahead. Um, what do you guys think about uh, the Sixers already saying that they're bringing Brett Brown back for next season? I have no problem with that. I don't have a problem with it either. I have no beef with that. Um, look, who who are you going to get to uh, replace him? I mean, who's really out there? Who are you going Who are you going to bring in? Ty Lue? Come on now. I think for me personally, I think Jay you know Wright. the all these guys like they're they're gonna they're we I feel like not me not for me because mm. I think you know I would let to maybe even let Tobias walk. I just don't think he fit well here. You know, not that has said that he's talented. He's not. I mean, he's super talented. I just didn't think he fit well here. JJ Redick, if he doesn't, if he doesn't come back on a short term deal, uh, as a bench player, yeah, like see it, you know, no disrespect. I love JJ. Yeah, what can, he's done for I our can, team. But, I can find I mean, another three point shooter. We got it. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's not a starter anymore at this point in his career. So I think Brett Brown. Hopefully, we can get Reese Butler and just give him a full season. I feel like we were working through. I mean, listen, I know it's cliche, but man, they didn't play together for that long. No, they didn't, didn't. have the whole offseason. They didn't the have the season. chemistry together. They and it was clearly obvious. They really didn't know how to play with one another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something that I discuss a lot. And in, I discuss it a lot in football, but I think it, it goes for all sports. I don't care how many superstars you bring to a squad. If you don't have that chemistry, you don't have that camaraderie, you just you mm-hmm. just got a bunch of stars playing what you, together. What do you think about Zaire Smith next year? How do you think he falls into this rotation? Because he's under contract, obviously. Does this guy have the talent to be a starter next year? That remains to be seen. Can't really tell. Yeah. He's been suited up all basically all season. Right. I so, just think if you can't find a replacement for J.J., that's you know capable of starting at the two guard is what I'm saying. If now, we don't resign him, on top of that, but it all depends on how he would fit into this offense. I really don't know what his game is because we haven't seen anything, right. you know, to say okay, this is who he is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know why he was on the bench just in his street clothes. I mean, I, he, he was playing those games in the Delaware. I thought you should have just let him play there. But you know, is, get some runs in, get his because he was off his feet for such a long time. I know it's he hasn't he's not going to get any NBA experience that way, but at the same time he'd be playing like almost every night. I think the fear was you know we were getting close to playoff time, so almost like the same thing with Fultz happened a couple years yeah. ago when he was like yeah. healthy at the end. He was playing like here and there, but it was you getting know, close ultimate. to it was getting close to playoff time, and you don't necessarily want to expose a young guy to yeah. all of that because that you know playoff basketball that's a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different. I'll tell you what, though. I was watching that Bucks game last night, and hell, Toronto. Man, I got to give them a lot of man, credit. Lopez really stepped it yes, up. Yes, he did. Toronto is such a good. I mean, they're they're better than just they're more than just Kawhi. You know, yeah. obviously we hated them because they were against us in that series. But man, they're a hell of a team. They got yeah, they got a good rotation of guys. And man, I'll tell you what, Kyle Lowry dropped thirty last night. You see, what did I say about Kyle Lowry? Don't sleep on him. Don't. Don't think just because he's cold that he ain't going to come out next game and just start going off. And he mm-hmm. did exactly that. And you're absolutely right. They are more than just Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Marcus Saul, Pascal Siakam. I mean, these yes. guys are legit players in this league. Danny Green even. Po- Siakam posterized Lopez, but Lopez, I think, got the better end of it, though. Oh, man. Lopez dropped 29 points. Yes. I think he was projected to score like eight and a half. And that the, was the line. And the crazy part is Eric Blessel didn't have a good game, and Chris Middleton didn't really start heating up to the fourth quarter. That's the dynamic... That's the crazy part about the Buck squad. Mm-hmm. Like, they have so many people that can step up yeah. when one person isn't stepping up and doing their mm-hmm. job. It's crazy. Like, even their bench. Their bench is, you know, the bench stepped up, too. It's, man, I, I really do see the Bucks coming out of the Eastern Conference. I'm just, I'm just frustrated the looking at these teams. Like, look at these teams. I mean, they got, they're so much deeper than us. 
And they got role guys like Pat Connaughton. Like, who the hell is Pat Connaughton? You don't, no one knows who Pat Connaughton is. You can see this guy coming off the bench for the Bucks, And he's out there dropping like 13 points. Malcolm Brogdon off the bench. The we don't have any guys. The difference is they know their role and they play it well. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, we were, we were trading for pieces in the middle of a season. And we were trying to figure out what, they were, what their roles were yeah. during the course of a season. Yeah. It was pretty much as a plug and play and let's figure it out as we go along. Mm-hmm. Not, they, the Bucks didn't do that. And the Raptors don't do that. They everybody on their squads know their roles and they do, and they play it well. They do mm-hmm. not go outside of their roles. Mm-hmm. And that's as simple. That's as what that. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That, that we're, we're too top heavy. We got guys. We got like three, four guys that want to be the guy. Exactly. To go to. We need to have those role players to come in here and like, okay, I'll do my part. And when it's the game's on the line, Joel Embiid needs to step up and be the star player that he is. Exactly. You know what I mean? He can't be shooting fadeaways from the wing. You can't be standing. I mean, Brooke Lopez, hell, he's hitting threes. So why can't Joel do it? You know, Joel is ten times better player than Brooke Lopez. I mean, is. true, but you all y'all know how I feel about Joel and B shooting threes. I yeah. honestly think that his best assets are him being a post scorer. But he is forced to due to the fact that Ben Simmons doesn't have a jump shot. Well, I'll tell you what, Ben Simmons' thing is he's afraid to get fouled. I think Embiid's thing is he's afraid to get trapped. Because every time Simmons goes to the line, he's like almost afraid to shoot the free throws. We've right. seen that before. And then every time MB gets trapped, he like throws it like ten miles down the court into right. the fifth row. And at the end, he of has the, no idea. Like he forgets how to play basketball and when he gets the, trapped. And at the end of the day, there's only one way to get a fix. You need to teach it. It's coaching. The coaching has to. When you're in practice in this offseason, everybody better get together. All right. There's no vacations for like two and a half months. I agree. Everybody and a team too. Like when we figure out what we're doing with our free agents, these guys need to get in the gym together and play. I agree. Just pick up. No, don't go crazy. Don't hurt yourselves or anything, but just pick up. Hey, hey, get ben, in the flow. No, hang no, out no, with no, And no, please no, no, no. find Joel Embiid, a nutritionist. Oh, can yeah. I? Wait, wait. Can I go over his diet? Yes, please. Go. Because right, so, you were discussing this before. Yeah. So I read an article, and it was an interview with Landry Shaman. And he said that every away game, before he gets on the plane, he stops at Chick-fil-A. And when he's there, Joel Embiid texts him and asks for, listen to this, mm-hmm. four spicy chicken sandwiches four four cookies and cream milkshakes it's a big guy there and two large fries i mean i heard every time he gets on the plane this is every time i I heard about the rumors about you know that's 41 games yeah Yeah. that's crazy that's 41 plane rides right actually think about this i mean they're going back and forth so you never know maybe he gets it both ways but you've got to be kidding me that's ridiculous. If you're a professional athlete, you have to treat your body a certain way. I mean, Chris, when you played hockey in high school, you didn't eat necessarily all the, everything that you wanted. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's put it like this. When I played football, I didn't eat necessarily everything that I wanted. I had to treat my body a certain way to get ready for the punishment that it was going to withstand. No, but yeah, yeah, you are right. You can't eat certain things, especially in a physical sport where... If you get hit too hard, something might come out the wrong way. Uh, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. It's stuff, stuff like I mean, that. It, eating, it wears on you. He's eating dairy and spicy foods before he gets on the court and plays a full basketball game. Well, first, I'm not, first of all, he's 7'2". We got to factor that in. I mean, you, you guys are, uh, uh, no, I mean there's, there's no reason to eat four fine. spicy chicken but sandwiches fast food, I want to milkshakes. Yeah, fast food? No. That's want, a no-no. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and like he spaces out each of the nah. sandwiches. <laughs> the only thing I'll say is that he's not doing this before a basketball game. I'm not saying it's great. I mean, I definitely agree he needs to get a nutritionist, but I'm saying to come for the, not giving him the benefit of the doubt, but just in his defense. 
Hey, a flight. He's not doing this like two hours before the game starts. A flight from here to L.A. That's a long way. All right, one. No, two hours before the game, he's sitting on the toilet. No, oh, this yeah. is why he has problems. Man, that's well, getting said, onto the court. That was, but 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 that was just for this series, though. We haven't heard this problem in the past where he he couldn't get on the court because oh, sure it's happened, it's happened a couple times. Right, but, but I mean, it's been it's been times. magnified in this series because obviously times it's the playoffs than a lot of the other players. Just wrap it in lettuce, and then we'll be fine with it. <laughs> I don't think All it's right. that simple. But just, oh, before well, we sorry, transfer, I didn't realize you were a doctor. Before we go over to another sport, let's just quick talk about this first pick the Pelicans got <laughs> and Zion's <laughs> that, future. That everyone is like, Zion, don't go there. Just take your name out of the draft, and yeah, just screw the Pelicans, right? Well, I just saw a report this morning. He's not going back to Duke. I mean, he never was going to go back to Duke. But I, I think the funniest thing out of this whole process is watching Knicks fans cry. Like that just makes me smile. That's that's the best thing. I mean, hell, I don't want to see Zion in a Knicks jersey for the next like twenty years. So, um, hell, Pelicans. I think it doesn't really matter if I were the Pelicans. This is what I I do. This is me personally. I trade Anthony Davis to the Knicks. I want that third pick. I want whoever the hell they got that's any talent on that team whatsoever. Frank Nilakina, um, Kevin Knox, even maybe mm. maybe get even another first rounder down the road out of that somehow. Anthony Davis is gone. You got your distraction out of the locker room. You get that third pick. You take Zion number one. You take RJ Barrett number two. The boys are back together from Duke. And man, look out. Yeah, that's, that, so, that's actually not a bad plan. Zion, RJ, you rebuilt. I mean, Davis doesn't want to be there, period. No, he so You doesn't. don't want that distract. I mean, hell, fine. Davis, you want to get the hell out of here and go to New York and lose 100 games? Fine. Go ahead. We got RJ, it's Zion in here. Season, and don't forget, Drew Holly is only 28 years old. He's a veteran and he's been around a long time. They got Dave. And again, I'm not. And I'm saying no one's really a big Pelicans fan. They're kind of a small city. Mm. But look at that team right there. I mean, that that looks a lot better than what it did last season. What pick do the Lakers have for? Yeah, the yeah, they pick. Lakers have fourth pick. Anthony Davis still wants to get out of here. How about um, maybe Anthony Davis to the Lakers for that fourth pick? Then James and uh, Davis are on the same team. The Pelicans get that fourth pick. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there, but I think I don't. I think you need to give up more. Well, yeah, yeah. There's, there, of the course, Lakers. there's going to be more added to that. To that trade, but a lot of people say the Lakers have young talent, and I just disagree with that completely. I think Kuzma is a good player, not a yeah. great player. I think he's a good player. Ingram's a good player, but not a great. I player. think Ingram's okay. I mean, he got injured last year, but he's okay. I haven't seen him do anything that's like, wow, this guy's going to be like a star in this league. Yeah, they he was his second yeah. overall pick, and this guy's like, eh, you know, he might be a bench guy in this league. You know, Max, I want you to say that again in a couple weeks from now when I bring Levar Ball onto the show. <laughs> oh, and Lonzo too. Lonzo's. I mean, that, oh, don't do that. That will be an entertaining hour. Don't do that. Let's go back to that trade deadline. I mean, they, LeBron tried to it's send ridiculous. half his team away yeah. to get Anthony Davis. Yep. I mean, he was literally, you know, pick your pick six guys you want and take them. Doesn't matter who they are to get Anthony Davis. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers got rid of LeBron James. I wouldn't mm. be surprised Wait, for what? I mean, what are they going to? I, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't with the team. He's season. all they have right now, really. It's uh, you'd be surprised what some of these GMs can do. I mean, I, and then well, none of us are Lakers fans here, but again, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I look at that team and I'm like, man, there's first of all the GM and the whole the whole thing with him that there's just so much dysfunction going on in that like locker room and also in that front office. Um, but again, maybe they, I, I honestly I think they trade that fourth pick somehow. They have to end up with another star. I feel like because mm-hmm. LeBron, they don't want to waste your prime years away from LeBron James. He already did last year because he had a major injury. But I, I think they trade away that fourth pick somehow and, and get another star out of this. Anthony Davis, he is not staying in New Orleans. No. He's just not staying there. Now, where he goes is 
you know, remains to be seen. But I think Boston's another possibility. I mean, they have assets. I mean, hell, Jalen Brown, first rounder, maybe Marcus Smart. Mm, two first rounders, Marcus Smart and, and Jason Tatum. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Do, but. do we know why specifically Davis does not want to stay with the Pelicans? Um, well, first of all, they're terrible. And then after a while, you know, you get told. I mean, he's been there six but years. The reason yeah. for them being terrible is that a good because they just got the first pick. So, but if you get told year in and year out that they're, they're, the team's going to try to build around you, the team's constantly trying to build around you, but you're not really bringing any talent in. Right. Well, the city factors not, into it. I mean, you yeah, no exactly. Big, names big, big egos like big cities and big guys. All right. Big no eyes. one's no one's coming to New Orleans. You know, what I mean, Kevin Durant's not going to be like, "Oh, hey, day you want to team up in the world?" You know, what I mean, it's yeah. just not how it goes. Um, and that's what we've seen—the trend of people just leaving for the big LeBron leaves Cleveland for LA. I mean, just that stuff just happens. Well, I think I think he did that because LeBron's more or less worried about you know his post career. Like, I think that's the ultimate reason why he made that move. I don't think it's because you know it wasn't obviously it wasn't a basketball decision because you went to one of the worst franchises today. I mean, the Lakers historically has been have been great, but now, I mean, they're questionable. I think Kyrie Irving's going to go back to L.A. and join LeBron. Really? I, I don't know. I feel really? like all that drama that went on, I, I don't think Kyrie would want to be a part of that again. He was just such a great—he was a superstar player I next think to Kyrie, LeBron James. Kyrie said he wants to be—he wants it to be his team, whatever yeah. team he joins. So and that's what, look think, what just happened to his I team. I don't think joining LeBron—well, let's be honest. He's not going back to the Celtics. I, I no, agree with you. No, he's not going back. He's going so back I Korea. think whatever team he goes to, it might be surprising, but I think he's. I mean, uh, Kyrie's got some say in who joins his team too, so he wants to be that LeBron of his team. I think Brooklyn somehow comes out of this with like a star, no, Bro- whether whether Brooklyn's it be Jimmy Butler up. or Kyrie and D'Lo team up. Somebody's. Gonna I feel go like they're going to get somebody because they got. You know what? They they're a good team. They got young talent. Yes, if they can get a star too, put them that puts them over the top. And then there'll be another pain in the Durant's mind. gone from Golden State. This offseason is going to be really fun. I mean, there's going to be big names going big There'll be another team that's a pain in the rear end for years I to come. I thought um, I saw Durant was going to stay with the Warriors. I don't know, man. I I saw... The last 29, 28 of the last 29 wins without Kevin Durant on that team. So they play just a lot better without him. And I feel like everybody doesn't really want – I mean, they're like, hey, look, Durant, we can win without you. We're going to win the Western Conference Finals without you. He may come back for the Finals yeah, regardless – if it's a three-peat, I still think he's out. Yeah, that's true, because Curry's been lighting it up. But at the same time, he's not going to go to the Knicks alone. If he goes to the no. Knicks, you know somebody's coming with him. No, he's not. No, there ain't no superstar going to that squad by themselves. No. Yeah. And, and you know, hey, Knicks fans, ha-ha, you didn't get the first overall pick. Yeah. And, and How I, you I, feel? I don't even know how they're taking a three, to be honest with you. I mean, I guess, mm. uh, I mean, RJ's going to be there. But, I mean, hell. They need star talent, but because it's New York, right? And, you know, right. all New York teams right now are—they're just awful. The Jets, the Giants. Speaking of the, the Jets, Knicks. real quick, <laughs> yo, man, what the heck? Like, I'm already clowning the Giants. They're gonna take Joe Douglas from us, and that's the part that concerns me. Like, all right, everybody thinks it's weird that the general manager got fired after he did all the free agency stuff and not mm-hmm. the draft. That's not—that's not uncommon because you don't want the information to be leaked after the fact that. You know, you, this is the guy who's sitting in all those meetings trying to discuss, you know, who who we're going to pick up and what we're going to pay for him. That's not right. normal. That's the part that's not, no. you know, that's not normal. The part that's not normal is what the heck is going on with the Jets. Yeah, okay. No, like, what's up, what do you got, Chris? I was like, that's quite a transition. I had no idea what we were talking about for a second. That's what, Football. No, that was my issue. We're talking about the Jets now. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's weird because. Very weird. All of a sudden, you're just going to fire him out of nowhere, 
And you know what? It's funny. Um, when we were looking for a head coach, I wanted Adam Gase. It's funny. To no, he's too. awful. Really? Why the hell would you want I, Adam Gase? I wanted Adam Gase at the time. And because, right. you know, how you know innovative he was and things like that. And the things that I heard, you know, I did want Watching Adam Gase. Watching too much TV, man. Watching too much TV. <laughs> hey, man. I, I, can't saw, help it. I saw something that Adam Gase did not agree with signing both C.J. Mosley and Le'Veon Bell. So now with that, they also have a locker room problem too. Mm. The coach isn't a fan of two of the biggest free agency signings but the on fir- the team. But the first move that um, Adam Gates does as interim GM, he trades Darren right. Lee to the Chiefs for what, a sixth, yeah. seventh round? And Are you kidding me? This kind of this kind of reminds me of something that the Eagles went through with Chip Kelly. Is this going to be really bad? Is he going to ruin the team? And that's exactly— well, interim, interim. It's not— you know, Chip got that full position. He's still making moves. So Listen, until this, someone this guy takes that in, away from him, this guy just brought in Le'Veon Bell and he got fired. He right. just yeah. brought in right. the best it's running so back in the league. Right. He's there for the coach being fired, beginning of free agency, and the draft, and, and he, then they fire him. And you feel a need. You feel an absolute need. You need a running back to help out that young quarterback. The of best yours. running back in the league, arguably, he gets, and then he gets fired. Like I just don't understand. I'm confused. Yeah, he drafted Sam Darnold. I know it kind of fell into his lap. But this, I mean, man, what the what else? I mean, he's made some poor decisions, obviously. Yeah. Some majority of GMs do, but not really bad. But like, what no. he spent too? Adam Gase is saying he spent too much money. Like, yeah. it's not it's not Adam Gase's money. No, it's not. You want to win the games or and not? What the heck you worried about? So long as you picking up your paycheck and you coaching your team to win games, what the heck does it matter yeah, to he you? Said, he said they spent too much yeah. on Le'Veon. A head coach calling out a GM's never a good move no. to me. That's what we went through, and it's really bad for a team. It is. And that was going to end. The, I see it in the same exact way, the same exact way mm-hmm. the chip got out of here. Yeah, uh, it, just, it doesn't make any sense. Listen, coach is coach. Okay, mm-hmm. stay in your place. I never understood why a coach wanted so much control. It almost reminds me of when Andy Reid, you know, received all that power, and he was never the same because he had his hands in too much. Instead of him just being a coach, he was part <laughs> general manager. He was part scout. He was all of these things. Yeah. Listen, stick to your job. It's as simple as that. You don't need to have all that power. If you have a functional, good relationship with your front office, all you simply have to do is go to the general manager and be like, hey, man, um, I need this position or I need that position. Hey, I heard this player is available. Let's explore it. Hey, what can we do about this player? It's as simple as that. Why in the world, why in the world do these coaches need to have all this power? I don't get it. They don't. It's unnecessary. It is completely yeah. unnecessary. All right, let's talk about the Phillips for the last 10 here before we get out of here. I want to ask you guys about Bryce Harper. Um, For me, I'm a little bit worried. He suddenly turned into an amazing fielder. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Hey, he gets hey, two, hey, the, guy, the guy gets two catches, and everyone's like, oh, he's back. Here he is. It's funny to me, too. <laughs> Our knight in shining armor. Exactly. So, oh my a lot God. of people Still, are saying that he's only a month and a half into his 13-year contract. To be don't you know press the panic button. But I just I, I read a stat the other day. He's like hitting 185. Too against, many K's uh, at the plate. Yeah, he's hitting 185 against pitches 94 or fast. I mean, and he's and, and two years ago he hit like 328 against pitches like that. Well, so I, that's a big de- that's a big decrease. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just I'm just a little not freaking out, but I'm just like looking at these numbers. Well, no, I'm like, Man. I, I, I was expecting this actually. I was expecting Bryce Harper to do exactly what he's doing that right now because of last year. We were discussing this before they, he even signed with the Phillies. Mm-hmm. There was a part of me that's like 
Eh. I don't know if look. I get Harper is a great bat mm-hmm. occasionally, uh, yep, at, at least that. as of late. But no, just just looking at the year he had last year, most I think the most strikeouts he had in a single year last year. Uh, I think the worst WAR, the worst not the worst batting average, maybe. But I I was expecting this. I I'm not totally shocked. Yes, I do want him to perform. Obviously, we're paying him a ton of money. But I'm not shocked by this, actually. Quick question. I'm not um, shocked. Do you think him, his struggles at bat, do you think that's um, it's because of all the pressure that we're putting on him, being in Philadelphia, being a Philly, and being the man? No. No, not at all. I just think it's, it's, just, it's baseball, and he's just got to go back to thinking, like, see the ball, hit the ball. I think he's thinking too much at the plate. I mean, he's swinging at pitchers that are, like, bouncing up there. I'm like, man, I, I – and, you know, he's gone through these struggles in his past, but – once you get through like six, seven years in the league, there's too much technology of film to adjust. I mean, he's got to be in there every day, like looking at, you know, how can he change a stance or, right. you know, is he getting his foot down all the time? Those little things as a hitter you look for. They yeah. actually moved him to the two spot to, for today's game. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Is anybody getting a, is, is it just a lineup change or somebody getting a break today? Segura's going three. Segura's so in that three hole. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so, and another thing I looked at, he's coming up in some big situations too. And you look at it in the past, it's like, oh, Bryce is coming up. Like, oh, man, we've got a legit shot to drive and runs here. And now it's just you look at it like, man, is, is he going to strike out again? You almost think like Reese Hoskins is going to be the savior now, almost. You know, you, you kind of look past Harper. Yeah. And Harper's my favorite player in the league. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all about Bryce Harper. But I'm just not freaking out, but I'm just a little concerned. It's I'm just, questioning it. We brought him in here expecting him to be the best player on the team and him to be at least the best player. At the plate, but you have players like Reese Hoskins. Gene's doing better than him. All right. I'm um, pretty sure Franco has a better average than him as well. At yes, the plate. he does. Franco does. More Not players much, have a better but, batting yeah. average. And then there's players that are even better than him in in the field, too. So he's. I thought maybe he would be better in at least something, but he's just in the middle. I mean, and looking at the series that we're in right now with the Brewers, they're a great team. We all know that. They're probably, on paper, you look at them, they're probably better than us. Um, but, I mean... Looking at our bullpen, guys come in like Jose Alvarez came in a couple of nights ago, pitched really well. I was like, wow, Jose yeah. Alvarez came in there and just shut, shut the door down that inning. Then he comes out like last night and he gets shelled. Let's talk about this other new guy, that Cole Irvin. He I had a great mm, game on Sunday. Yeah, he did. Eikhoff, Seven innings, yo, five Ks. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I just want to put this real quick before he transfer that. Eikhoff, another inconsistent out. He goes to St. Louis, dominates in eight innings. Against the Cardinals, and that's on the road. I'm thinking, God damn, the Cardinals are a great team in their ballpark. And he comes home and gets the five runs to four innings. And I don't understand it. Yeah, that, yeah. It, and it's one of the things that we've always said, you know, that was going to worry us. It was the inconsistency from the pitching. Yeah. At least we got Cole Urban in now, though. But like you yeah. said, Cole Urban instead of Velasquez. I mean, he pitched seven innings his first game yeah. in the league. And he's a lefty, too. It helps out yeah. our rotation. One, only one earned run. He's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was a great start. Yeah. And then Nola struggles again on Monday, pitching 38, 38 pitches in the first inning. I, I don't know what the heck is going you know, on I get, with Nola. Honestly, not to, not to make excuses for him, but, man, why is every time he pitches, it's like 20 degrees outside? <laughs> I mean, it is cold, windy. Every time he's on the mound, I feel like he's it's just not pitching weather. Not to make excuses, but, man, he's, he's not getting any help, I'll tell you that, from the weather. <laughs> It's, lo- it's almost like the force of it's almost like forces of nature is against him too. We, we've seen <laughs> glimpses, we've seen glimpses of of him this season. Like okay, he's rounding back into form, right? 
Then he has one of those starts where it's like, damn, well, what just happened there? Right. Now, the Brewers, their offense, don't get me wrong, one of the best in the National League. Mm-hmm. But, again, I'm not panicking on Nola. I see what this guy can do, especially all last season. Um, if, and, and we got guys picking him up this year, you know, guys in our rotation. Not, so, I mean, Eflin came out of nowhere. He's been yeah, he has. incredible, and hopefully he can continue that I don't today. think none of us seen that coming. No, but he will hope, I, we need to get the split today. Yeah. We need to get this split today in this two in this four game series yeah, with the Brewers. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. just to hang in there. I want winners. The Braves won last. That's one on the mound today, I believe. Too. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's going to be the same story all summer. The inconsistent pinch, p- pinching, pinching, pinching. Winning, winning now, now it's turning into the inconsistent offense. Well, yeah, that too. But no, because we don't have studs like Walt and when I say studs I don't mean like all-star aces that you hear about like Chris Sale Max Scherzer Clayton Kershaw mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about guys like Walker Bueller Garrett Cole just solid pitchers I, I I think Eflin if he keeps it up can turn into a guy like that but I mean with Eikhoff Velasquez you know it's like a coin flip with those guys I hope I never see Velasquez again <laughs> I hope I never see Pavetta again that guy was pissing me off <laughs> I mean, Eflin has to do great on the mound tonight because we got a guy batting in the seventh spot, Andrew Knapp, who's really struggling at the plate. Andrew Knapp. So. Oh, worst I don't know why he still has to fill well, yeah. Andrew Knapp, I read an article the other day. Andrew Knapp's only in there when Eflin pitches. I mean, the last two out of the last three games, I mean, Eflin, I mean, Knapp's caught him the last three games, but mm-hmm. two they of those games. They got a chemistry yeah, going behind yeah, the got... plate, but I just wish he had a chemistry with his bet hitting the ball. That's what I wish. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, again, he's starting one out of, what, five days? I'll, I'll take a guy who goes 0 for 4 every four or five games if it's a complete game for our starting pitcher. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, you just have to have guys step up in that lineup. If they notice a weak spot, then they have to do what they can do. Our stars need to step up in this lineup. Real Muto. Hoskins, he's he's been a little shaky the last couple of games. I mean, he helps stretches a seven in a row. He's like, man, he's Hoskins to be the MVP of this league. He'll have like three games in a row. He strikes out like four times. But then also, I also, you know, consider the fact that we also talked about Bryce Harper's struggles. And you, I think, me personally, Bryce, Hart, Bryce Harper's struggles could also relate to the reason why Reese Hops, Hoskins is struggling. Because now that presses Reese Hoskins. Now it's a little bit more added pressure on him because, you know, he um, Bryce Harper's supposed to be the one going, going up to the mound and not the mound. Yeah. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Do we? <laughs> Do you like the fact that no, the deck game switched the lineup up today? I think it's interesting, and I think sometimes you do have to change a lineup to, you know, get different results and try to try something different. You know, try to get a different result. Because if you keep going out there doing the same thing over again and you're expecting a different result, like I said before, that's the definition of insanity. I like it. I think, I mean, I, only, I like it because it's not a drastic change. Right. You know, it's just like one, two, Right. Quick. It's something minor, and it's not something that's too, too extreme. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something. Okay, let's let's move him to the two spot. Let's see if he's more comfortable right. there. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can get a different result from here. Maybe we can get him at I mean, bat a little earlier. Get those jitters out. Maybe maybe right. we can get a different result. Now I mean, you have look, a guy. I, sorry, sorry, Tanner. All right, I'll go. Uh, you have a guy like Gene that's going right before Reese. So now you have a guy right before Reese getting on base most of the time. He has a high percentage out of the whole team for getting on base the most. Uh, yeah, I was going to say pretty much the same exact thing. This team does not have a problem with getting on base. It's getting guys in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the same problem it, from last year. Bring it, yeah, yeah. And switching around a guy, putting Segura in the three-hole, even though he's not a power guy. He's the best hitter he, right now. He is the, yeah, yeah he, he is the best hitter on this team right now. Like, like, like I said a while ago, I didn't even know until I heard it. Uh, he was top five last year in the league in putting balls into play. So that that is a guy who can 
get on base, bring guys, at least if not bring guys home, put them in scoring position. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's going to make a huge difference for Bryce Harper, specifically him, mm-hmm. but for the whole lineup for the team, mm-hmm. hopefully it can make a ch- change because they got to start bringing guys in. There was that, that Rockies game a while ago where they stranded 15, 16, yeah. and they only brought in four. I forget. I think I would change this lineup a, a decent amount, to be honest with you. I think right now Cesar Hernandez is hitting 300, man. He's in the seventh yeah, he's, spot. He's yeah. really he's picked got, it up yes. these past couple of games. I, I, I would yeah, like we to, said that last, uh, last episode. Yeah. Yep. I'd be interested to put him back in the first uh, leadoff That's again. what I'm saying. McCutcheon's yeah. hitting 230. I think you drop Cutch to the seven. You flip Hernandez. Hernandez Andrew goes to the leadoff spot. McClutchin. Yeah, he, he Cesar goes to the leadoff spot. And then, you know, the way Bryce is struggling right now, I think Real Muto and Bryce should flip. I think Real Muto should be up there, maybe even at the two-hole. Segura could stay three. Hoskins four. Harper five. Cutch, you know, I do, but I'm, yeah, I'm there, sick of a Herrera, to be honest with you. There, I really there, am. There's also a small part of me where, I mean, I know, I know, I know that Bryce Harper. I want to believe that he is more mature than what I'm about to say, but I have a feeling like if you were to drop him to the fifth spot, I feel like he would. Like really, you're going to disrespect me like that? I, th- I just I think feel like he, I look I f- at the pure hitters on this team, and I want them at the top. Real no, Muto, I agree. That dude just I, smashes I totally the ball. Agree. No, I know, Segura I know. just smashes the but, ball. But Those guys need to be at the top of the line. Th- Bryce Harper is a guy with a big ego, and if he sees Gabe Kapler pu- putting him down in the lineup, look. And you nah, know, I don't know. I don't it, really buy into that because he's here 13 years. He's locked into it. I mean, what is he going to get? Ask for a trade I, at, at like. the a month and a half no, in, no, he's got no trade clause. Like I said before, I started saying this. I want to believe he's more mature than that. I do, mm-hmm. but there's also a part of me that knows that not just him. All athletes have egos. All of them do. They're used to dominating at the sport that they play. Yeah, and uh, used to be. I think it just lengthens our lineup. And I, just, I really do. Thing, I, I, look, Matt, I agree with you. You're looking at it logically. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at this from Bryce Harper's standpoint. You're going to disrespect me. I am top three player in baseball. I don't care what you say about my recent struggles. I am right. a top three player in baseball. And you're going to put me down like that? And then it's going to get in his head. He's going to screw up more. Facts right. mm-hmm. I'm just trying. Look, I agree with Max. I'm just, I'm just trying to get into Bryce Harper's head, see what he's thinking. That middle of our lineup would be sick, like two through seven. Oh, my God. Two through yeah. six. I mean, I mean, Cesar, I feel like we're, again, this is almost like the Sixers lineup, top heavy. We right. got oh, one through five. Oh my God! Like anybody can get a hit, and then those last, they kind of you know starts to flake die out at the end. Bit. You know, what I mean, if you kind of spread it out, use Cesar's like hot streak right now at number, at, put him in the little spot. Real Muto too, Segura, Hoskins, Harper, McCutcheon. All of a sudden, it lengthens that lineup, and then you have Franco down there. If he can get like get back on track to his early season, yeah. you know, success. I mean, man, look out! Then we just got to worry about the pitching. But again, if we can start scoring runs again. I mean, the pitching doesn't have to be great. It just has to, you know, keep us in there and be, you know, quality almost. See, I disagree with your last statement. What? You just said that you said that the hitting has to doesn't have to be great. No, I said the pitching doesn't oh, okay. have to be I great. Thought if you our said hitters hitting. are going well, oh, okay. the, the potential that we have, the pitching doesn't. I mean, and again, we got guys that can go out there any given night and pitch well. Arietta can go out any given night. Nola, Eflin's shown that ability to go out there. Cole yeah. Irvin. I mean, man, he's but, only had one start, but, but it doesn't like help that the two major facets of the Phillies are inconsistent. It doesn't help that the batting is inconsistent, which we thought would be more consistent than the pitching, and it yeah. definitely doesn't help that the pitching is inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Well, Gabe made a change today. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, it's for the better. Um, I think he had to do something. I think, and again, 
He waited last year. He was quick on making changes. This year, he waited out a week or two, maybe like two weeks, because we saw guys struggling early on. This is this has been weeks for Harper struggling, and he played it out, played it out, see if he can get out of it. And now you got to make a small change. Yeah. So I like. It. How are you guys feeling about the bullpen? Um, There's still always room for improvement. Exactly. Yeah. I think everybody's. I mean, I looked at Josh Hader last night. He just like completely blew everybody. Well, I was like, damn, I wish we had Josh Hader on our team. That guy's a monster. Yeah. Oh my. We don't. God. We don't have a Josh Hader, but I wish we did. Not a lot of people have a Josh Hader. Like, uh, man, David Robertson needs to get healthy. That's what we really need. We're missing him. Yeah. He's our veteran guy. He's our guy we bring in to lock, lock studs down in the opposing lineups. Y'all already know how I feel about Hector Neris. Mm. Yeah, I know. Sorry, it, Anthony hasn't it, been the same guy. He's no. just another guy at this point. So, yeah. I don't, don't want to. I, I still believe Sir Anthony is the future closer of this team. I, 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 I want to believe that. I know. I mean, his arm is, is what keeps but him then in the again, discussion. But. but then again, I've seen it happen so many times this season so far, where he'll he'll just bring in Sir Anthony for one guy, and then he'll call for Hector Neris, and then Hector Neris will finish off the inning, and. I I've always had I've I've never had a good taste in my mouth about that. I, I just just have Sir Anthony do the inning. I mean, come on, is his arm that bad? Uh, like uh, now, I don't know. I'm not out there. I'm not Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler is certainly smarter than me. Okay, <laughs> I, I I I'm not I I even though I all the uh, do it all the time, I sit there and I act like I'm smarter than whoever. We but, all do. But <laughs> we all do. That's just part of being a fan. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, my gosh. A- anything else to add, fellas? Uh, I think that'll be just about it. That'll be just about it. I think, that, think that'll take care of it. Is that? Yep, that brings it up to the yep. top. Max underscore Gretz on the Instagram. Everybody check that. Tanner Gills. At TYE underscore Hood 94. Check out thackerportfolio.wordpress.com. Click radio shows and podcasts. And catch the latest episode. Thacker Portfolios. That's right. WordPress.com. All right, guys. Brett Brown, lock Ben Simmons in the training facility. (laughs) Have Joel deliver him Chick fil A one a day, one time a day, until he gets himself a jump shot. It's been a pleasure with you guys. Tune in next week. I was angry, but we'll be back next week. Hopefully with cooler heads. <laughs> Have a good week. I got the horse. It's about damn time. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black. Got the boosters black to match. Riding on.